0: Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. It is good to be back behind the microphone talking to you about everything and anything Star Wars. So yes, I'm your host Alex and it is good to be back with you, but I'm not alone. I am joined by two good friends of the Jedi Council and to my digital left, uh, virtual left or whatever you want to call it, my good brother and buddy in the force Dave. Say hello Dave.
1: Hello Hey.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> Wasn't expecting to go that high pitch, but okay. Um, and to my virtual stroke digital right is Mr. Contrary himself,
1: Alistair Clark. Say hello, Ali. This is madness. Oh, he's back. And with can I s- say the Jedi Council is in session? <sighs> he's back with the sound effects, Dave.
2: Yes, he is. yes. He is. That said, uh, my my Dave was a little bit like a sound effect. So
0: sounds like you've been using helium, but um. yeah, I, I, don't,
2: I don't know how it went that loud. Well, that
0: that high. Well, I
2: used to that, yeah, yeah. Like All um, right. <laughs> so yes, ladies,
0: Sorry, you uh, you are you are in the Jedi Castle podcast. This isn't just a random ramblings of three middle middle aged men. Whoa, uh, Well okay. whoa! Well, well,
1: <laughs> <well, well. laughs> I'm not in that demographic
0: yet. <laughs> you will um, be none of us are to be fair but anyway um (laughs) and this is a show that we are going to be going into the episode no the season seven clone wars episodes that have been dropping recently on the disney plus streaming app um and i for one have been really really happy with the way things are going Couple of nags, those we'll get into in just a little bit. Um, but yes, we are going into the Bad Batch arc uh, to start off with. We're then going to touch on the Ahsoka arc, uh, obviously the, the the next four four episodes, followed by a little bit of the conversation around the arc that's just recently kicked off in and around um, Ahsoka, Darth Maul, etc. etc. So, gentlemen, we all have Disney Plus. We have all been watching the Clone Wars. Um, and before we get into the nitty-gritty of the arcs and the stories, let me know, and if you think this is a, a disagreement or not, it's good to have the Clone Wars back on TV,
2: bro. Right? <laughs> I think we're both waiting for someone else to respond. Um, I'll, yes.
1: <laughs> Actually, Dave, you're incorrect. I, I was in full flow, but I was muted.
3: Oh All right. <sighs>
0: That, that's that's how out uh, of practice you are mate we haven't had a show like this for a
1: while you've been too busy doing youtube videos okay uh, yeah well, well i i will tell you what my my pearls of wisdom um maybe not wisdom but it's, it's lovely to get the show the same time as they do in america now for the first time ever we in, in many ways because of the time difference we, we get, get it first. first yeah so um we, we've caught up with the clone wars and so i think last friday's episode was the first time ever we if you watched it say about eight o'clock in the morning you'd have seen it way before anyone in America got it so it was lovely um and I think that Disney Plus is is a real asset with just the great content it's got on Star Wars I know Resistance isn't on there yet I'm sure everyone's missing that um but um yeah I, I think it's it's been great to, to be able to watch it and I think, um, I know it's not without controversy, this this, um, series, compared to others, but I think there's some really interesting stylistic developments that I think Dave Filoni may have picked up from The Mandalorian, which is worth talking about a bit later. Interesting. Dave?
2: (sighs) It's fantastic that Clone Wars were that. uh, I think that, for me, is the long and short of it. it's just a shame that this is the final season
1: well is it (laughs) well there's a lot of film employees who've been on twitter saying it isn't
2: i know i've seen that
1: so it it might not be but we're definitely seeing the end of the clone wars in terms of chronologically but it might end of the series. Yeah, no, I, I must
0: admit, I'm, I'm sitting there very logically thinking, oh, well, no, it's the end of, we're, you know, we were rolling up to the to the end of the Clone Wars, so how can we have any more series? But when you think about it, when the Clone Wars first dropped 10 years ago? Yeah. 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, um, right, the episodes we? weren't in order. They were just no. Clone Wars, a couple of them linked together. They were nowhere near each other from a... Um, a sequencing point of view up until I'm going to say maybe season four is when it started to then drop in order. Even then there was the odd one here and there where it didn't. So um, it wouldn't be a surprise if they went back and maybe finished season six. Was it season six that they released yeah. as the, um, lost? That,
1: that's the that. last
0: yeah, the lost episodes, you know, there's still quite a few of them. They dropped a few on star Wars.com that were still completely in their raw form as well. So you never know. I mean, would I like to see more? Absolutely, but I think the the series at the moment is well, it started with a bad batch off, which is absolutely brilliant in my mind. Yeah. And I think I've said this before, and you know, I'm probably going to get some hate on this, but even though I really enjoy The Mandalorian, I do prefer the Clone Wars, and I don't know why. Um, it, it, it could be the familiarity of things that were in the past. It could be the familiarity of you know Anakin, Obi Wan, Ahsoka, Darth Maul. And not taking away from the Mandalorian, but I don't know if that familiarity for me is the reason probably why. Um, I might be in the minority. I don't know. I, I don't, it doesn't mean I don't enjoy the Mandalorian. I love the Mandalorian. But I don't know. The saying about the
1: Clone Wars is just extra special. I, d- I don't think you are in the minority, actually, Alex. And I think revisiting the Clone Wars and Mandalorian and having Rise of Skywalker so close together has shown that really... The, the part of the Star Wars series that still resonates with fans, still gets buy-in, is the original trilogy, and to a lesser extent, but certainly there, the prequels. I mean, you just have to look at merchandise and sales. We've, we've commented on this in the past how it's still really focused on the original trilogy. Um, and, and if you look at how people have responded to Clone Wars, going back to see Obi-Wan and, and Anakin and Ahsoka and Rex... Um, yes it is familiar but it was also a very interesting time for star wars and i i feel like if if anything those are the those are the areas that are still selling strongly today when compared to the new stuff like resistance the children's potion force of destiny you know but but then if you if you look at rebels that's kind of brilliant so so i do know that there's some inconsistencies with that but then that's that that's 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 the same original trilogy era yeah
0: yeah and no, i mean rebels really found its feet in season two when yeah let's be honest when darth Vader was in it so you know is it it's not you might you, you're kind of right but you're you're not at the same time which is interesting but um without jumping into rebels anymore <laughs> No,
1: no it, it's just to say that i don't think that's an anti-Disney or Disney yeah. era comment it's it's more of a analysis of what the fans mm. seem to get the most out of
0: yeah yeah I mean to be fair I mean this this Clone Wars arc ties into Rebels to a certain extent anyway so you know yeah. there, there's a lot of tires in there and, and we all know that Rex is in Rebels we do know that you know he's obviously one of the main men when it comes to this particular you know series as well so <clears throat> excuse me um yeah so should we jump into the bad batch arc? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't actually know when this is kind of, again, going back to the whole sequencing of events. Um, this must be done near the end. Are we going to imagine near the end of the Clone Wars?
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's what we're seeing at the moment. is all pretty much in the last few months of the mm-hmm. Clone Wars.
0: And we are introduced to the Bad Batch, or Clone Force 99, as they are called, uh, at the start of the first episode of Season 7. I forget the name of the planet that they are on. But there's a battle that's been going on for a while. They're not doing very well. And Rex comes up with this theory that... Everything that they're doing, they just get completely counteracted as if they know his playbook. Um, Anaxis. Anaxis, brilliant, thank you very much. Um, and they go to Anakin and basically Cody and Rex turn around and say, we want to go in behind the door, behind behind the enemy lines to get information, blah, 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 and then we introduced to this Bad Batch because they do things unorthodox uh, in an unorthodox fashion and because they think that the clones are understanding their playbook they want to do something different. I mean, that's that's a great way to set up this particular arc and um, I did enjoy the kind of interactions between all the clones in the start and then we obviously get to meet the Bad Batch. Chaps, when the Bad, bad Batch got off of their fighter what were your initial reactions to seeing them.
2: I, I wasn't certain if they were clones or not initially.
1: I mean, I, I thought they were clones, but sort of genetically modified clones. Just just the, the fact they were allowed to be a bit more exuberant and different. And I, I liked I liked it straight away because it kind of took what we knew and twisted it slightly. Um, and I liked the way that they were respectful of command, but not at the same time.
3: Mm.
1: So I thought it, it brought a sort of edginess to to the stormtroopers, which I really, really, or clone troopers, sorry, that I really, really enjoyed.
0: And well, I must admit, when they, when they first stepped off of their, their, their ship, when you see them all lined up, you've got a Wrecker, this big, massive guy. You've also got Hunter, the main man at the front. You've then got uh, Tech, who's the techie guy, obviously, and then you got oh. oh, what's his name?
2: The shooter. The, the, the yeah. The, he's the a, sad, pretty much.
0: Yeah, he's like a sniper. Um, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. Let's to call him obviously. sniper. Yeah, it isn't sniper, and we'll probably get shouted at for calling him sniper. But nevertheless, um, <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, Oh, I'm gonna to have to f- crosshair. That's the one crosshair. Okay, great. When when they stepped off, and I don't know why, I just thought they remind me of the, the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Um, <laughs> Sorry. and I've got and I've got no idea why, other than when you look at the way that they're all kind of positioned. You have got Hunter is like Leonardo. Wrecker, I would say, is very much like Raphael. Tech is very much the nerd like Donatello, which ultimately leaves Crosshair as as Michelangelo. They are not very... They're not not similar in any (laughs) stretch of the imagination, but I don't know. When they kind of stepped off, I was like, okay, these guys are the people that you want in your corner. Absolutely. Um, And the other thing that I didn't get when they first dropped the name of Clone Force 99. So as Cody says to um, Rex, and I'm hoping you guys pick this up, they've gone... He said to him, oh, they're known as Clone Force 99. And I think Rex has turned around and gone, 99, huh, I like it, or worse to that effect. Um, now, I didn't get it until, as we were, I don't know, we were just kind of watching it, and then they dropped the whole, um, these are imperfect, malformed yeah, clones, or worse to that effect again. Um, and did you guys pick up the correlation between the name Force 99 and an imperfect clone? I thought it was
1: just Order sixty six upside down. <laughs> well, I really did. It is not. Dave, I'm gonna
0: over How do you know it. it's not? Just let just roll with it, Dave.
2: I'd i not even thought deeply about that one. So um no, go on. Okay. Us.
0: Cast your mind back to I can't remember if it's series one or series two of the clone was. We are introduced to an older clone called Clone 99. Yes, he is. Do. He is the first malformed clone. He's, he's a defective clone, and he was the first one. So yes. he was Clone 99. And now we have a team of clones. defective uh, clones defective. who call themselves false, Clone Force 99. So that's where the two are correlated together. Uh, it's 66
1: upside down, mate.
2: I'm I'm edging towards <laughs> Alex rather than Ali on this. <laughs> well you, you wait
1: right until you know the end of the next arc and the Emperor turns around and says, Good. I ordered them to be called ninety nine because it's sixty six upside down. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. So Ian it think... right now is is doing that scene. Right now. Do we think then it... there's an order there's an
0: execute order of ninety nine? Because it sounds like a really bad ice cream man.
1: Well, no, you just read it upside
0: down wrong. <laughs>
2: oh, dear. oh dear. I think this might be the bizarrest podcast we've ever done. Oh,
0: you, You've taken an incredibly subtle but obviously brilliant link between season 7 and season 1 or 2 and you've just completely ruined it. Mate,
1: I've been indoors for a very long time now. <laughs> Having fever is well and truly setting in for you, mate. I, I watched this and I and I start. i become, like, you might as well give me like a tinfoil hat at this stage when it comes to Star Wars. I'm looking for so many little theories <laughs> in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me, we're going to have to send out a, a uh, intervention party for Ali. I think in, in due Not course. Not allowed. Not allowed. Oh. A social what? distance interfe- intervening party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've completely derailed my school of thought. It was over again on that episode so you just introduced them yeah thank you yeah so we are then introduced uh these four ninja turtles uh one of these
1: basically um but um they are incredibly unorthodox um
0: see then the ones
1: that aren't chipped so can't carry out order 66 well this are are they unchipped yeah how do you know
2: well, I thought all clones were chipped at point of being cloned.
1: Not malfunctioning
2: exactly. ones. Well, if, if when do they malfunction? So if they're chipped as part of their growth, yeah. they, they could well be chipped as they're created.
1: Well, maybe, maybe we'll find out and you won't be laughing at my theory. Oh, we will. No. Sorry, I sort of derailed you again. No, no, no. Well, it's an
0: interesting conversation because <clears throat> we're introduced to these four brilliant clone troopers, effectively. Um, <clears throat> yet when we get to Order 66, we have no idea. Order 99, as the case may be. Um, we've got no idea where they are, what part they are, etc. So it, it'd be interesting to see if that triggers in their brain or if there isn't that trigger in their brain,
2: as the case may be.
1: Well, we're going to find out soon. Well, I hope so.
2: Yeah. Um, well, we might never find out about them. They may never be seen again.
1: And what will happen is something terrible happened, Dave, in, in this arc. And they'll need to fix it and retcon it by adding the Bad Batch. That's that's how they fix Star Wars. Is that how we do it in season eight, then? Well, that, That's just how they fix films these days. They just uh, retcon yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see these guys in a book.
0: They, it, it would be like the uh, Kevin Travers novels uh, of, yes. the, um, of the of the because that's kind of yeah. how they reminded me. Because in the old EU, the the first batch UV. of <clears throat> yeah, the first batch of the clones were not as obedient. They they were a bit rebellious. Um, they had different skills. Um, so like these knolls, as they called them, because they didn't count. They didn't even get a number. They were just knolls. Um, were their own unique unit of clones, which is very similar to these guys. Because you know, we, I, I noticed with them, they didn't reference to themselves by any number. either. No. I mean, it's whereas, they don't know. No. a Chip with a number on it. Potentially. Anyway. Um, but then we kind of then see them in action to make us understand as to why they are this unique bunch of of individuals. The one thing that before we get into that, the one thing that really got to me as a as a bit of a negative I'm not it's not a big negative it's just a little one we all know the clones are very much about brotherhood um, our brothers have been kind of killed even Rex and Cody talk about it at the start of this particular episode when we see Rex with a a picture of fives echo himself mm. and the other one whose name i forgot um, and he knows that they've all uh, they've all fallen and Obviously, that's when Rex comes up with this idea that he thinks it's Echo who's been kind of captured. When they get on their ship, they go behind the enemy lines and the ship gets blown well, it gets blown out of the sky and it crash lands, right? We see Cody is in a bad state. He's kind of trapped underneath this ship. And this is the first time we get to see them in their unique mold, for want of a better word, where we see Wrecker basically lift the ship up. Uh, and completely pull Cody
2: out of it. Mm. What is wrong with that scene? At well, all. Well, I was to say there's a there's a number of things that you see about those clones that make them stand out as being different because they're prepared to pick fights with each other True. or with with who they perceive to be normal clones. Regs so as they called them. Yeah, so so there's um they seem to have a brotherhood that is themselves, just the four of them. Yep. And anyone outside of that is potentially untrustworthy or unreliable or non dependable. And they have that opinion on other clones, which you don't see on any other clones. Clones trust clones.
0: Because they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. While well, that's true, that's not where I was hoping you'd go. But where I was going with that, who's flying the ship? A clone. Oh, when it yeah. crashes, Wrecker basically lifts up the ship and throws it. If you watch it, the pilot is still sitting in the front seat and gets blown <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, hold on, your brother's in the front of the of the uh, ship there. Why have you not rescued him as well?
2: They've picked audio. They the
0: ah, uh, yeah, yeah, links into that, I suppose. But yeah, it just, yeah. it just. Just account because like, 'cause they're talking about how kind of strong they're on on the brotherhood and blah blah blah. Yet you've got Cody Rex and two of the other regs um, with them and they don't even go back for the pilot. No. no. <laughs> Again, he's another one of your brothers, but that's just me being pernickety. Um
2: But that but that that links back into what I was saying. They don't see clones as their brothers. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. It's there strange. were brothers and then there were brothers
0: yes indeed indeed
1: yeah yeah
0: because they're unique brothers rather than regular brothers (laughs) whatever that means i don't know but um it's it's then obviously we then see them take over as it were they get approached by a load of droids um uh clankers and basically tear them apart which i thought was a pretty cool scene guys
1: what do you think yeah yeah yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was the first part because it was it was almost from a first-person perspective or a POV on a, on a video game, which mm. was something a bit different for Clone Wars. And I wondered if that was the first time where I kind of got an inkling that perhaps Dave Filoni working on The Mandalorian and having experience and exposure to live-action Star Wars and the way you would do it there has influenced the sort of cinema cinematography Of the new Clone Wars Mm. episodes, because even though we know that they were complete in some ways, but not rendered and they've gone back and the cast have re-recorded lines, etc. It it felt to me like it was a bit more real world and I really, really liked that and and I felt that was an an evolution of Dave Filoni. That's interesting. I wonder if that will
0: come out in the new series that's coming out about the making of the mandalorian i wonder if you'll say that it might have influenced him what he's done on the clone wars and stuff like that that's interesting
1: well i think the further we get into the clone wars this this series in particular you see it so um i know we'll touch it later but the very last episode for example definitely had much more of a cinema type feel to me than Mm. perhaps anything from the clone wars previous including the clone wars film that was in the cinema
0: the Clone, Wars, the Clone Wars film that was in the cinema is nothing like the
1: Clone Wars we're getting now. No, nothing. But then it's, it's text moved on and lots of things have moved on. It, it's funny. Um, but if you think it cost a million and a half an episode back then and it doesn't yeah. now. I mean, that's the really weird thing. I I, I remember
0: listening to the Forcecast cast back in you know, like 10 years ago and they used to do a Clone Wars roundtable and... Um, and so the Force cast, for those of you who, who don't know, is another Star Wars podcast um, who I still listen to on and off today. But anyway, um, so back then they were talking about it. And the one gripe they had was when you watch the animation of the Clone Wars in the, in the movie and maybe half of the first season, um, the hair didn't move. Um, so, like, the animation was great, but it wasn't good enough to make things like the hair move or flapping in the wind, stuff like that. But then by the time you get to... Where we are now, the animation is in such better condition, for want of a better word. But to your point, Ali, it's a hell of a lot cheaper to make a better quality animated show than it did ten years ago.
2: Yeah. Your rendering engines are better.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But also jumping around here, I do know that. But you know, the fact that Ray Park's involved in it this time, that that was just unthinkable 10, 12 years ago, that they could use the capture um, software to, to really recreate Darth Maul properly. I mean, if you look at the difference between Darth Maul throughout this series, it, it's absolutely incredible.
0: I I have a feeling the reason why they probably didn't want to do that is because 10 years ago, they didn't know that Darth Maul was going to be alive. <laughs> uh, oh, but no, yeah. sorry, I'm being facetious. I oh, know I do take your point because it'd be like bringing back Ewan McGregor to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. We never would have thought that would ever be a thing. Um, no. The only time like stop motion capture body capture was done was like for, oh, uh, what's his name, Andy Serkis in Planet of the Apes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Gollum. Ki- and Gollum for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's kind of when it took that leaps and bounds forward. You know. Yeah. Um, and then here I- we, are, and here we are now having amazing Clone Wars episodes because of those technological advancements in in animation.
1: So yeah it's, it's it's very tangent but but the yeah. overall quality of production is incredibly enhanced from when we last saw the Clone Wars for me.
0: Yeah I mean even when you compare it to the lost missions that got released after the after they got cancelled when Disney
2: bought Lucasfilm. Yeah and in 2012 you, t- you when you actually think about this we're talking of a seven or eight year jump. Yeah
0: So actually, then we first got Clone Wars
1: then fifteen years ago. I don't so think we was it, did. Wasn't it? Wasn't it two thousand and eight? The film.
2: Yeah, two thousand and eight. I thought. But so it might it might have been about twenty fourteen then when when it finished. Yeah, because Disney right.
0: cancelled it as soon
3: as
2: yeah. they
0: bought it. Yeah, yeah. So was well, yeah, yeah. So I was guess I was thinking, oh, I can't be that old, surely. But no, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, two thousand eight was when the movie came out.
2: Yeah. So you're still looking six, seven years now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's quite a jump.
2: Yeah. It's... it's it's the, the the difference in animation today, what we saw... Even if you look at the movies and the animation that you get in today's movies compared to the animation that we saw eight years ago, six years ago. Completely different. Mm. So much better. Tidier, <clears throat> better integration with real life it's it's an industry that is just powering forwards on on use of technology and effective use on technology
0: well this this is this is a massive tangent um but you know this this is what we do for for those of you who have listened to us on a regular basis know that we never stay on track um we will come back to it eventually but on on disney plus as well (laughs) yeah sometimes we go way off but anyway i don't know if this account has been way off but um we on Disney Plus, there is a show called The Imagineering Story. Um, and love it. Yeah, for those of you that haven't seen it on Disney Plus, check it out. It's absolutely fantastic. It takes you from how the Imagineering Department of Disney was kind of started back in the 50s to where we are today. But when you look at how animation was done in the 50s, like the pages laid over another page, oh. and the, the way that the, the, the movie was made. And then you completely fast forward it even into the eighties that were still they were very similar but slightly more advanced. And then they also speak to some sculptors who have noticed that sculpturing the old-fashioned way of getting clay and making a model is different because a sculpture is now going to be done on an iPad with a stylus mm. um, or on a massive Mac or, or, or whatever. Um, and animation's gone exactly the same. Where when you think of how dare I say it, how Snow White was made in the 1930s, 20s, 30s, 40s, whenever, uh, to how The Clone Wars is being made now, and to your point, Dave, how animated movies are being created or just CGI is being kind of brought into... Well,
2: well, just look everything. at The Lion King. Yeah. yeah, the new yeah one. For, for all that movie's failings, for, for me, it... it it didn't realise what it could have done from a from a story perspective, but okay. the actual animation was just—they looked real. Other than when you saw them open their mouths, <laughs> they, they looked like real lions. It was just just stunning.
0: Well, it's funny that film in particular. A lot of people saying, "Well, even though they're calling it a live action, yeah, all the animals are CGI, so does it count as a live action?" But it it is isn't? I,
2: but anyway. Yeah. It isn't. For me, that isn't. It's just animation. But animation taken as far as it can be at the moment.
1: Exactly. And then bringing that back round to the Clone Wars. Can I bring it back to Imagineering just for one second? Yeah, go for it. I know you're
0: a fan of the show as well, mate.
1: There's a brilliant episode where it talks about collaborating with George Lucas to create the Star Tours ride. Mm. They said that it took longer to edit the couple of minutes for Star Tours because of all the movement and making it work with the simulator for the first time ever than it took to edit um, Return of the Jedi.
2: Wow. Which I thought
1: was unbelievable and it took, It goes into the whole creative process of how they got people from Lucasfilm completely on board with it and the way that they worked with it and and it kind of obviously sets the path for what happens later with Disney and Lucasfilm. But it's absolutely fascinating just, just as a Star Wars fan to mm. see the collaboration back then and what they were doing with technology for Star Wars that was miles ahead of what anyone else was dreaming at that time.
0: Well, the the movie making process from George Lucas's brain was way beyond anything that was achievable at that point in time, and we know that because of what he's done with the the special editions and this that and the other. So, and he's tweaking, and so if that's what his mind was doing in 1975, when Star Wars was being created in 1987, I think he is, you know, again that's another 12 year gap. Things have got different, but because of the ride and the technicalities behind a, f- a flight simulator, which is effectively what it is, they've then had to do editing upon editing upon editing, which is why it clearly took so long. Um, mm. And, you know, whereas now the new Starter's ride right, as, a, as a complete contrast, they change the sequencing of what you see on the screen randomly. So, <laughs> you know, it's not the same thing done over and over again. They're just bringing in different digital screens, different digital programs to show you the planets of jakku Batu, um, the the moon of Endor, where Rise of Sky will you know. So you've got this capability to just do so more of it. And we're seeing the same within the the, the latest episodes of the Clone Wars and how this advancement in technology is benefiting
1: everyone. Yeah. Do do you remember as well, just just to finish off on the Star Wars thing, how they told us how long the queue was. So that everyone who got there could ride it. Do you remember how long they had to keep the park open for, so that people could ride that ride? It was about eighteen hours. It wasn't was that it, Yeah, it was. It was sixty hours. Yeah. Stop to get through the queue, and you just think, wow, that's just crazy for one ride. And it shows you just how popular Star Wars was and and is. I mean, yeah, and again, without going way off topic, which we clearly have, um,
0: when you compare that to Rise of the Resistance, the latest ride in the disney parks in the us you the way that they've now controlled that with this whole virtual boarding pass the fact that they get done a day's worth of ride allocation gets done within the first two three minutes of the day sometimes quicker just says it all um again utilizing technology to suit a means that they don't want to (laughs) have to your point they don't want to have the theme park open for 80 hours straight because that's just utterly ridiculous
1: yeah but yeah it was just, it was just like a, mm. a moment of reminiscing due to Disney Plus. Anyway, sorry, back to the bad batch, Alex. Yeah, so they took down all them droids, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but then there's, there's, there's a, there's a set two, for want of a better word, between them again, where Rex assumes uh, leadership, um, but then things kind of go awry. They start, and to your point, Dave. There's no real um, brotherhood. And then kind of Hunter has to sort them all out. So, again, it just emphasizes the differences. Even though they're the same genetic material, they are very different in that respect as well. Um, They
2: see themselves very different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then, of course, they take down this thingy station um, before they get to the main bit. Um, And the way they kind of just approach it is absolutely brilliant because then they cut back to the scene of the original battle and it's the tactical droid who's who I really enjoy watching them. Um, and it's the dude with the funny arms. Oh, what's the, what's the guy's name? The villain.
2: Oh, the uh, spider-like bloke.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's. Oh, I can't remember what his name is, but he was in a previous episode of the Clone Wars. Um,
2: was he in the movie? One, no, he was in the episode yeah. where they Anakin had the stealth ship. And they had to get past him onto yes, the planet.
0: that's it. Um, and they they make the comment that is there a Jedi with them? And then they said, No, these are these are these are just clones. And then the comment is around how they not they've done it so differently that it's not in their usual pattern, which I think just goes back to the the thought process behind Rex at that point in time. Um, I, I mean, we could break these episodes down bit by bit, which I realise is what I've started to do. But ultimately, we get to the point where. They take out this station um, and at the end of it, it's kind of revealed that they've basically plugged Echo into the Matrix. Um, I think I might have jumped a little bit, actually. No, keep going. We're just jumping all over the place. Yeah. No, they. they re- no, that's it. They, they take over this station. They, they realize that there's like a, a, a signal or a chip that is on a different planet that they have to then go and find, which when they get there, that's when they realize that they've got Echo plugged into the Matrix um, that I thought looked really creepy when you saw him. It was like he was in this chamber, wasn't he? And they opened the chamber and he kind of just flops out, but he's still connected. Um, it reminded me of, not necessarily the Matrix, but there's a movie that I've seen where people are just plugged in like that um, and they've got holes in their back. And, you know, it was quite a peculiar scene for, a Clone Wars episode. It kind of felt a bit. Grown yeah, up. for
2: me, yes, I, I would agree with that. It did feel like the Matrix for me. That's, that's what it reminded me of.
0: Yeah, because in the Matrix, when you escape the Matrix, you're plugged in as a battery, aren't you? And they plug it and they yeah. take out all the things out of your back, and you've got the hole in your head, which is how Neo plugs back into the Matrix, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was the Matrix, yeah. Okay. Um, and but, even
2: down down the spine, the little little plugs that go down the spine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it was it was that scene where they rescue echo that caused a bit of controversy um, when it first got released because you have to I don't know if you guys can remember it but in in a bit where before all the clones went in to try to take them out they released like a, a floating thing that kills people I can't remember the name of it um, it it was like a um, in a New Hope, when they try and interrogate Leia with the floaty droid thingy, um, yeah, it was, Yeah, it was like one of them, and I can't remember what the name of the actual thing was. But when they put it into the room, it like it just fired lasers and tried to take things out, like all all in one go. Um, yes, and apparently. What we didn't get to see in this particular episode, because I don't know if you guys noticed, is this was an actually shorter episode, because this was now, again, to your point, Ali, we are jumping. This was in the second episode. The second episode was actually about two and a half minutes shorter than the first episode, and the subsequent episodes three and four as well. And the reason being is because they cut a scene where they basically had this killer droid thingy being tested on... A subject and it was too grown up and too uh, what's the word G- graphic
1: for one of a better yeah. word
0: to yeah. actually put it in the show and i don't know if you guys knew that uh,
1: no i didn't yeah I, i'd read about it because a lot of fans were, were saying the problem was was that this episode was released before as an unfinished version so people knew what to expect So this was part of the ones that they released on StarWars.com that were not fully rendered. It was just like
0: a storyboard, but digital.
1: Because the rumour is is that there's 30 extra episodes out there. 30? Yeah, that we'll never see. Wow. Because season six obviously was supposed to be a 24-episode arc. Yeah. And we only got 13 of them, but they had plans for them. And then originally season seven people said was supposed to be 24 episodes as well and obviously we're getting 12 i didn't realize there was that many
2: one thing that is surprising me about this um again we're jumping around a little bit here (laughs) is (laughs) unlike previous seasons where you might have arcs within the season so let's say the season is 20 episodes you might have three or four arcs and an arc tends to be maybe three episodes what we're seeing in this season is 12 episodes of three stories Mm -hmm. and that that for me is very different to what we've seen previously there's no standalone episodes there's no singular episodes. They're all part of arcs.
1: So. Yeah, and, and I think that we are jumping. But I think that's part of a problem for me with the Ahsoka arc. Is that it doesn't seem to be enough time for the character it. to breathe and develop from seeing her leave the Jedi Order to return in. Not return to the Order, but return into the action.
2: Well that's what they've tried to do in that second arc. They've tried to create the the reason why she's now Come back to understanding why the Jedi can be a force for good.
1: yeah, but but if if you took it to literally mean that, then what we were saying is is from this, sorry, we are getting to the second arc. Mm. In, but from the moment her, she stole a speeder, we don't know how long it was she got between, from no. between leaving the Jedi and that, but I was thinking it was quite soon after because she'd have done other stuff and had money or whatever to return in. Is a very small amount of time if that's all that happened. Yes. And I kind of feel like there should have been individual episodes with her, you know, moving. Yes, yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly. What you mean, that's moving between different, different relationships, different adventures, different stories that eventually evolve mm. her. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that, that. We, and we may well end up with that eventually. They just haven't taken that opportunity in this season seven.
2: Well, I don't know. How you can now though. Because when you have a look at it, you you've got she's got that one speeder bike, she then ends up crashing it, she ends up with the sisters. And then the sisters immediately lead into the Siege of Mandalore.
1: Don't worry about it, Dave. Remember the Emperor was alive, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Darth Maul, he's alive, don't worry about it. Don't worry
2: about it. <laughs> so yes, okay. <laughs> What one okay and another thing that I've now realised from watching this, um, and I've said this before, I said this on previous um, podcasts. For me, the Clone Wars is Ahsoka's story. You have, um, and for me, now the culmination of this. Because she wasn't really in the, the lost season, the, the lost episode. She wasn't really in season six. Nope. But because she left at the end of season five. Mm-hmm. And so season six then becomes an, anom- an anomaly, I can't say it, an anomaly because she's not in it. But then you go to this one and this finish pretty much finishes off her story of the Clone War period. Before so Rebels. And, and, yeah, and the... Because the very first movie introduced her as Snips, yeah. Mm. So, so for me, the the entire Clone Wars, it's well, it's hers and it's it's Rexy's story though. For me, hmm. the Clone Wars is their story. It's not Anakin. Anakin's a part character in this. So is Obi Wan. It's 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 Rex and Ahsoka's <laughs> of evolution.
1: I, I think I I do see what you're saying but I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in this final arc and the way that it dovetails with Revenge of the Sith because okay. it could make it quite a lot about Anakin's story it well, depends depends on what how they do, deal with it I mean because, you know there's sorry sorry Alex, what we've seen in Anakin and Clone Wars compared to what we saw in Revenge of the Sith there wasn't that huge amount of continuity between the two.
3: Mm.
1: And then, but this is explaining he's off to his last battle. We literally see him. He's going off to start Revenge of yeah. the And you can see the way he's aged, his confidence, the way that he, oh, sorry, Alex, we are so jumping, but the way he faces down yeah. battle droids yeah. now, it's a different Anakin to what we've seen before. Yes.
0: Well, even, <clears throat> even if we do loop it back to the Bad Batch, at the start of, the second episode which we glossed over massively which i, I was going um, to um, talk about yeah this. <laughs> so is that is that scene where we have the interaction between anakin and obi-wan where Ooh. we know at the start Ob- uh, anakin goes into the hangar or clone sleeping quarters and Barrett, basically has yeah, yeah barracks thank you um and has a as a, a, a conversation with padme um and then obviously Cody, or is it Rex that's standing outside the door? It's Rex, standing guard. <clears throat> Obi Wan approaches. Where's Anakin? Oh, he's doing weapons inspection. Anakin comes out. They then hurry, hurry to this, this, this new mission. And then we see pa- uh, Obi Wan turn around and say, "Say hello to Padme for me." Oh,
2: um, or I, hope, I hope you said hello from me as well. Uh, type of yeah, thing. where's
0: yeah. to that effect. Awesome.
2: <laughs> and it,
0: and it got me. Because then Anakin just turned around and gave him this look. He didn't say anything. I don't think he needed to. Um, but genuinely, if looks could kill, Obi-Man, Obi-Wan would be a dead man.
1: Do you know what? I didn't. I, I see that differently, that bit. Because, you know, in the, the fight in Revenge of the Sith where Obi-Wan says, we were brothers, Anakin. Yeah. I really take it to mean that they were. that's when you really see them as brother rather than master and apprentice, for me. I, it's like yeah, right, it's covering for each other.
2: When yes, I, I
1: should not be doing yes. that, and he knows it.
2: Yes, I, I didn't see it as a look of... As you saw it, Alex, almost like as looks could kill. Mine was more a case of horrified realisation that he's not been as clever hiding things as he thought he had
1: as Obi-Wan was with the Duchess yes so my reasoning
0: for why I thought it was the other thing was because when you think of how Anakin is with Padme when they talk about Obi-Wan there is distrust for want of a better word
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, how Anakin believes that Obi-Wan is trying to turn Padme against her at points then obviously uh, Obi-Wan comes out at the ship on, on um, I need said say Dathomir there, not Dathomir, Dathomir. Uh, Musasar, thank you and there's that whole revelation and I don't know I, that's where I started to think that the seeds mm-hmm. of distrust were sown between the two of them because why would he bring up Padme now obviously we know that Obi-Wan had no affinity towards Padme other than friendship, whatever. But I don't know, there, there was that look from Anakin, for me anyway, it felt as if he said, well, why are you talking about Padme? It was as if it was a bad thing, which obviously it was, because to your point, he wasn't as clever as he thought he was. But at the same token, there was that element of, oh. That for me, well, that's how I felt anyway.
2: We, well, if you jump then, uh, jump forward a few more episodes, you've now got the first episode of the siege of Mandalore mm. and they're all stood around the <clears throat> hollow table, um, having the briefing and Obi-Wan makes a very specific comment around, um, not making an emotional decision.
3: Mm. And mm.
2: you get the side glance from Anakin at that point, mm. because it's almost like it is a master's rebuke of his, um, padawan apprentice. even though it yeah even though he isn't he's a jedi knight now he's no longer a padawan he's not a master is, yeah exactly <laughs> it, it but it is almost like a master's rebuke of his padawan mm-hmm. about the fact that be mindful of what your role is
1: mm. i suppose we sort of see qui-gon do that to obi-wan as well during the phantom menace
2: you do but he is the master and apprentice mm.
1: But I mean, like, if you think of like age timelines, there probably aren't that much difference between Obi Wan and Anakin at that point yeah. in terms of like, like and, and where they are in their training, because Obi Wan becomes a knight very soon after, like weeks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I can see what you're saying there, Dave. I do get it, <laughs> but just because, sorry, this this is really jumping, and and it's something that I've only just thought of because of what Dave said about it being a Soka story. There there is also something else that that might be true because we've touched on the the Siege of Mandalore. We now know that she's in season two of The Mandalorian. Do you think there's going to be a slight crossover here? Uh, Can I answer that? Yeah.
0: So I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. So listeners, apologies if you believe this might be a spoiler. I read somewhere today, and I can't remember where, there is a rumour that, yes, there is a crossover because she turns up in Mandalorian Season
1: 2, hunting down the moth that has the Darksaber to reclaim it. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But do you yeah. think she actually meets the Mandalorian as a child? What, in what in this season? Or,
0: yeah. or just in general? Yeah. No, I think the crossover is because of the Darksaber, not because of the Mandalorian himself. But, as it's a
1: siege of Mandalore, maybe. Maybe they... You might Maybe actually sh- see the scene that we've been seeing in The Mandalorian. Potentially. Time- timing
2: wise, yes, possibly.
1: And you're in the Clone Wars,
2: isn't it? Yeah. You
1: might see a sofa somewhere in the background saving and killing that But
2: but, they, but they're not saved. Because the entire um 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 <laughs> Well,
1: the main so, character the Mandalorian
2: yeah. is yeah but the the settlement is destroyed by battle droids yeah and siege of mandalore is nothing to do with the separatists at this point
0: so much good star wars
2: (laughs) it really is there's no separatist involvement in the siege of mandalore it's an entirely in fact and that's another thing that's brought up in the in the conversation which i thought was quite funny actually in this latest episode when they're all stood around the table and it's a case of um, the the republic can't be drawn into another conflict and yeah. Anakin that was some flippant comment along the lines of we haven't finished the first one yet yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but then again isn't darth moore at this stage working for the emperor
2: yeah
1: yes so so they could be drawn in
2: well i've just seen something on instagram uh, I'm hoping it's uh, not disappeared. No, it's still here. So, it's a wikipedia um, post and it's um, a photograph of Darth Maul on a zip line with Rook Cast. Now, Rook Cast and Gar Saxon, sorry, um, are the two Mandalorian super commandos. Yeah. And, so, and so the the bit of text that goes with this, after Maul was captured by his former master Darth Sidious, he was imprisoned in the Spire, a separatist prison on Stygian Prime. Sidious Vessel was followed by Mandalorian supercommandos Rook Cast and Gar Saxon, who successfully freed Maul. Oh! Yes, I know! <laughs> How about that for timing? <laughs> How how about
1: how about that for for being quite key information that uh, they've they've left out? Yes. Again, <laughs> that'll but, be a comic book.
2: I think, I'm thinking it, the picture that I can see in front of me looks like a like a comic book picture.
1: Oh, maybe it is an old comic book. It could be. Oh, that, could that's be. really interesting to me. Okay, okay. Sorry, Alex, I've hijacked another.
0: No. Thing. Dave any chance you could share that link <laughs>
2: I'll take a screenshot actually And send it on to the pair of you Interesting
0: Hasn't derailed The, 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 the podcast whatsoever
2: um, well, There is no
0: rail we're off it Yeah yeah we're, we're on a trackless ride at the moment I don't know where <laughs> we're going to go um, It's a bit like Rise of the Resistance It's a trackless ride
1: it goes up and down And back and forth But um, This is what happens when we don't do a podcast for a few weeks <laughs> We've just got too much Star Wars to talk
2: about, and we is... just, we just, we just ramble. <laughs> it
1: is, yeah, was ramble.
0: <laughs> well, we had good intentions, uh, <laughs> and it is tied into the Clone Wars, you know, <laughs> from a certain point of view. Yeah, from a In fact that, that that's what I'm going to name the that's why I'm going to name the show Clone Wars season seven review from a certain point of view <laughs> it's the only way to name it really um mm. but going back to the bad batch <laughs> that's kind of where we <laughs> were give up on that <laughs> um no, no no there's one thing that i really want to there's one thing that i want to touch on is the end of episode three mm-hmm. they leave they, they kind of leave the planet they're on to go i go somewhere else i can't remember where um and obviously this is the redemption of echo we know that he's with his brothers blah 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 but the final scene in that episode is as they're walking back onto the ship echo has a face as if i don't know it felt like the face was implying he was going to maybe double cross
2: them yes or betray them yeah and
0: then in episode four
2: he redeems himself it
0: didn't happen and yeah. I was I was quite guided about that, and I don't know why, because I thought it might have been good that he'd been corrupted. Is it good that he didn't, you know, betray his brothers? Absolutely. Yeah. But From a story perspective, it would have been really interesting to have seen a clone go bad.
2: Well, I, I liked it from the opposite side of that. It was almost a case of, no matter, where well, if if you ignore the the chips from Order sixty six. I like the fact that that implies that a clone is unbreakable, and there are a few other story arcs that they've done previously, which also show clones redeeming themselves. I mean, there's been the odd the odd one, like on oh, onbara, um, where you had the renegade forearmed jedi i can't remember his name now um and you had the clones who were torn because some of them wanted to follow him because he was a jedi and he was the general but then you had rex and you had the 501st um core group whose view was no he has no interest in protecting clone lives he's not like our jedi he he isn't he isn't trustworthy Mm. So you you did have that bit of conflict there, but it was more around the fact of where does their loyalty sit, that one. But when you see other stories, there was the one of, I can't again, I can't remember which, which what the actual names of the episodes were, but there was a season where the droid, there was a number of droids, and they were sent on a mission with a little miniature alien who sat inside one of the droids. And they crash land on a planet and they discover a clone that's got amnesia. And they manage to... Oh, yeah. Yes. And he is a commando clone who had been injured and suffered amnesia. But when hmm. they reminded him of what he was, he got back up and became this super commando again. And, and I just for me, that, that's what the clones are. They, they were elite troopers mm. who, yeah, I mean, it is brainwashed and brain controlled, but they were bred to be super soldiers, unbreakable in the face of the enemy, mm. unflappable, um, resolute, um, yeah, the Grand Army of the Republic. So, yeah, so for me, mm. to, to, to respond to what you were saying, I like the fact that you walked away from episode three with this doubt, but episode four was, no, he is a clone. He is mm. a clone brother. He is loyal to the Republic. He's loyal to his brothers.
0: And as the episode ends, he joins the Bad Batch.
2: He does. He does. Because he's been, he's been changed mm. by his experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is also a deformed clone, for want of a better word. After what yeah. the, uh, after what the uh, the Banco Union, yeah. oh, what are they called the Techno Union Clan, or whatever it was. Yeah, did um, it. was good to see those in the episode as well. Actually, the Techno Union. That's it. Mm. Um,
2: there was something else in that final episode I quite liked. Um, there was the the scene where you had Obi Wan and um mace windu on the planet and they attacked the the factory that was ultimately um there was a bomb on it mm-hmm. in within the factory but the pair of them like dropped down onto that almost like a platform looking down on this massive droid army and Mace Windu makes that fantastic speech where he says, I have killed <laughs> so many thousand droids in this yeah. conflict. I am giving you a chance to surrender. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that that reminded me very much of the Mace Windu from the original Clone War cartoons.
0: The Gendy Tartakovsky one yes yeah 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 because there's that scene isn't there where he just he goes into battle one like a ton yes. or wherever it is yes. and just completely decimates an um, entire army on
2: his own yeah yeah
0: um oh the decimator that's it in the,
2: the, the, the vehicle
0: yeah no in in season seven of the clone wars that thing that goes into the room to try and kill him is called the decimator that's it yeah. oh i know i'll get there in the end but again without derailing this whatsoever That picture that you just sent over from that comic, that's from the Son of Yeah. That's a Dark Horse comic that was done back in 2014, 2013. I've read that, but again, it was six years ago, which is the reason why I've clearly forgotten about it. And I've got it in my comic collection in my geek room. As soon as we get off of this, I'm going to go and find it because that looks really cool and I need to read it again, especially all things considering of what's coming up. Uh, yes, is, is all... that still canon Alex it is indeed mate because Marvel republished it when they bought out the when they bought out uh, Lucasfilm and started publishing all the Star Wars comics again they republished it as a canon comic ah,
2: yes thanks. I have got the digital version of it
0: yeah it's a great read it's only four issues um, mm. but it's a really good read uh, now I think about it yeah it's a very good read I, I do
1: need to find it again read it over anyway. the weekend Alex
0: It's only 20 to 10 i got this evening to read it. Anyway. uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: um,
0: Back to the Clone Wars. I think that kind of wraps up the Bad 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 Bash arc. I I really enjoyed it. it. As as a quick summary, I really enjoyed it. It It's good to get it back on the show. I love the fact that we had the mixture of the the clones and a bit of the Jedi and you know the scene that you mentioned, Dave, as well. That's a great recall of, of Mace being Mace, basically. Um I did think of Samuel L. Jackson. I was waiting for him to drop in some swearing at one point, which I think would have made it even better, but he didn't, obviously. <laughs> um and then we move swiftly on to the Ahsoka arc, which I think off air, both of you had thoughts and feelings about this particular arc. So I'm going to let you air them. You can decide who goes first. You can go first, Dave.
2: Right. Well, I don't entirely disagree with what Ali will say. <laughs> I know what he will say. Um, we are so in tune these days that I know what he will say. Uh, however, for, for me... I, I, okay, I do have mixed opinion about it. It's a, it's a four, again, going back to what I said before, it's a four-episode arc. Did that story need to go over four episodes? I'm not certain it did. And, no. and with with Ali and what he said previously, I do think that that period of Ahsoka's development post, post the Jedi um, could well have been handled with separate stories, with maybe different characters that she was briefly with, rather than forming an attachment with these two sisters, might have been a better way of handling it. Um, I also didn't like the sisters at all. And I think that... I I don't think I've ever come across a Clone Wars story where the two because they were they were main characters in the story along Mm. with ahsoka i don't think i've ever had a a story or an arc where i actually didn't enjoy the characters that were in it i just i found one sister to just be an arrogant braggart but with no substance and and she had nothing to to back up the way she carried on and the other one was just stupid Uh,
1: dropping dropping the
2: spice Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who does that? Yes. Yeah. And then when she sat and uh, solo. Yeah. Well, it well, was yeah, sort of the, was being boarded. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Not
1: just. Not just because me. I was having an argument with my sister.
0: Yeah. And some random random what, person that I met two days ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what it was. I think they were trying to link that into solo dropping the spice, but. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. There's, I've never had that feeling with. A, if if I ever went back to watch all the cartoons, which I do do, and I've got mm. two boys who are constantly watching Disney Plus. I they think they're on Rebels at the moment, but they've done the Clone Wars. Those four episodes, I don't think I'll ever revisit. Which is sad. Yeah, so I agree I've with got... that.
1: I, it felt bloated, and it. I, yeah. I, I think. I think the problem with it being four episodes is when you have so few episodes and I thought the bad batch was awesome. And I mean, everyone's saying that the arc we're watching at the moment and will end in the next few couple of weeks is the best ever. And when you've got that really high bar of quality, it was like, okay, come on. You could have done so much more with this. I felt like what we saw in four episodes, we could have seen in two. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. And it's funny when, when you look at the history of Star Wars animation, whether that's Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, for most of it, most of the episodes are, uh, sorry, there are every every so often you get like a filler episode, um, and I I remember I can't remember if it's yep. season three or four. There was there was two episodes where it was just about droids in Clone Wars, and the the feedback I was like. What on earth are these two episodes dropping in the middle of a really good season? So there's always episodes that are filler, and that's the way. To your point, Dave um, and Ali, that I I agree with it. That these two episodes are proper filler episodes, um, and they only got <laughs> yeah, and they only got good when they met the pikes. Yes, yes. Before that, they could have condensed it down to half a half of a um. A season. Uh sorry half of a season <laughs> half of an episode so four episodes are bad enough not half a season um so they could have easily condensed down to half an episode and dedicated the rest of it to that interaction with the pikes and then the bit that i liked the most was at the end of episode three because i think at one point i saw it before any of you guys and i was like oh my god the end of this episode is great because that's how we get to see the mandalorians again
2: hmm Yes, it tied into that, but again, you could have tied it in in a better way.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I you know it was great to see Ahsoka back. Mm. Really, really loved that. Um, and and I thought you know, I don't know that there, there's something odd about this version of Ahsoka, which I'm still trying to get my head around so we are jumping once again but her attitude towards anakin for example in the latest episodes i'm like where has this come from <sighs> it's a different it's a different ahsoka and it's a,
2: yes and,
1: and, cool. and there's not been mm. enough background or enough in these episodes that we saw in this arc to
2: she's show her quiet. maturing yeah. yes i don't you mean she's yeah she's from being a kid to being a young lady
1: and then we see her, because we have seen Rebels, into what she becomes there, and yes. you're kind of like, this, this character doesn't fit in with the ones that I knew before or after. And I'd hope to see that bridge, which I'm not seeing. The, the thing for me is that... Uh, Dave, I don't know if you have or not. Have you read the
0: Ahsoka book?
2: Mm, no. No, I don't. <laughs> actually.
0: So, the Ahsoka book, from my interpretation of it, is set in and around the time of, or even just before the Rebels TV show. Right. Yeah, I know again, I'm going to be jumping ahead, but we know that in this episode, she uses the code name Fulcrum. Yes. Yes.
2: I noticed that. Yeah.
0: Which I thought was a brilliant call back stroke forward yeah. to, to Rebels. And I'm like, mm. okay, to are tying it all together. This is going to be really cool. But then I start thinking, you've got this book that's been released that is set in between that time, where she's off doing her own thing she's on a random planet helps random people there is no mention of fulcrum there's no mention of how she got where she got and how she then at the end of it leads into her interacting potentially with the rebels and gets brought into the rebellion so i'm like they're sowing the seeds in so many different places that it's hard to figure out how they connect and and listeners if you've figured that bit out let us know um but to your point is she's this grown-up individual, yet she, that isn't really portrayed until no. Rebels. So it's like, how have we gotten yeah. to that point in time? Now, I know she's been jaded by the Jedi Council, but not enough to make mm-hmm. her
1: this way? I don't know. Particularly towards Anakin, who was the one who defended her. That, mm. That's the weird bit. And like I just feel like it's something Andy talks about quite a bit when he's on the podcast, in that for him, Star Wars is on film. Now for me the major plot points on Star Wars should be in film or on the television and when it's in a book which a lot of people haven't read it, it, it's kind of jarring yeah. like yeah. I, think, I think major I think it's great to um, take expand the story and expand yeah. it but the main substance has to be on the screen or the continuity doesn't work
2: does that make sense mmm I see what you're saying with that. There, there's so, and, and I'm a massive reader of Star Wars content as Alex is. Um, Alex possibly reads more than I do. I'm trying to catch up with Alex, but there's there's still so many things mm. I've not read. And then, yeah, it it is so. So then I feel a little bit like you're saying, Ali that there's something there and it just doesn't make sense because you have not read something that might straddle it across.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think this is more on my mind because of the fact that I didn't fully enjoy the Rise of Skywalker film, but I really loved the book. And the points that would have made the film really good were in the book when they could have been in the film. And this is another one of those situations for me.
2: mm, mm. But then, if you consider what I've just sent from that Instagram post, that's a comic book series. So unless you read that comic book series, you won't know how Darth Maul escapes from his prison. Well, I didn't. No.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that, and taking Andy's point to to how he interprets it, when Solo dropped, and we all know what happened at the end of Solo, we saw the return of Darth Maul, Again, in this kind of guise of this kind of Black Sun leader, etc. Um, but there were fans that were like, wait, no, he's dead. Yeah. How was he alive? Yeah. He died in the Phantom Menace because there were people that hadn't seen the Clone Wars. And you're like, well, no, no, no. If you go back to season three of the Clone Wars, you find out where he's come from. And everyone's yeah. like, well, why do I have to watch a cartoon to tell me what's going on in the film? Um, and I get it. Again, from a certain point of view, if like Andy, you only want to watch the movies. And that's, that is brilliant that that. Does that make you a Star Wars fan? Of course it does. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not one of these people that says, "Oh, you can only like certain films to be a Star Wars fan." That, that's absolute nonsense. Um, but there is a difference between that and then if you do read everything else, is your is your knowledge about Star Wars bigger? Yes. Is it slightly more enhanced? Absolutely. But it then. In my, my mind, anyway, it should then prod people to want to explore where these other stories are told. Whether or not that's right or wrong, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if someone says to you, oh, yeah, yeah, if you just watch a couple of episodes of, a, of, a, of an animated show about Star Wars, if that was me, I'd be like, "All right, I might check that out. Or if someone says to me, oh, it's in a comic book or it's in a book, I'd be like, okay, that sounds really cool. Um, like, conversely, with Galaxy's Edge in you know in, in, in the Disney parks, there is a five-episode – sorry, episode – there is a five-book series – in marvel comics about it to learn a little bit more about the history and i me being me again this might be just me being the super nerd that i am but i wanted to read those before we went to see it because i wanted to know more about it
1: i don't know if i'm, I'm probably an extreme to a certain extent like you are Dave, I, think, but I think you are alex because like you know how you won't look at rise <clears throat> of resistance because you want to experience it yep whereas i think i know every single trick on that ride <laughs> because I've watched so many videos about how they made it, how they did it. Because nice when I have seen want to be like, I want to spot everything. So there are two very different approaches to
2: it. <laughs> hmm. But then every fan is different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But well, I, 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 can see what you're saying. But I, I'm also aware of the fact that there are some people, for some people, who will never pick up a book
3: mm-hmm. and
2: never read a book or a comic book or a comic book yes yes hmm. there are some people who will consider an animation to be a kid's show and so it will never be of interest to them
0: yeah and <laughs> i must admit i'm one of these people when they call it a cartoon it's, like, it's not a cartoon it's an animated show but again that's just me you know i don't call i don't call action figures action figures i call them collectibles even though they're exactly the same thing but it, it just allows me to um what's the
2: rationalize word? it
1: correct <laughs> Can, can I ask you, because this, this podcast is in no way linear or chronological anymore. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call this episode Clone Wars Review from a certain
1: point of view, but actually it's not. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> can I ask you about, because you mentioned Darth Maul there. I think the way that he was presented in the Clone Wars is a bit tired now because we've seen it three or four times like this. <clears throat> and I'm a bit... Fed up of who's the big guy, bad guy, and we always know it's more. And he's always comes out in the same way, you know. Even in solo to this, to rebels, it's it's all very similar. And I know you're like the biggest Darth Maul fan in the world, Alex. So I expect you to disagree. And I'm not saying that for contrary sake. I'm just saying like, I've seen it.
2: Like, why? Can't, oh, do we have to go through this I again? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not certain. I agree with that because. Yeah, well, you- you like more as much as I do, Dave, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do
1: you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, there's a man behind a cloak. It's more. He set up this plan to get Kenobi. It's more. <clears throat> I'll let you go first, Dave, go on.
2: Well, I can see what you're saying with that final piece. He set up a plan to capture or kill Obi-Wan because that's become his...
0: Goal in life, really,
2: yeah. isn't it? Yes, yes, it and is. It is. And, and that's because of what Obi-Wan originally did to him. And you almost need to realize what... what <laughs> Obi-Wan didn't just chop him in half. Obi-Wan... He was... Darth Maul was to become a Jedi, a, a Sith Lord, ultimately. But mm-hmm. he was still an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Obi-Wan took away his future. Mm. Obi Wan, by removing his legs, uh, left him alive as this broken animal. Originally, he was he was ultimately restored back to himself, mm. but now he's he's gone from being driven to become a Sith Lord and a commander and and ruler of the galaxy. Is now, his entire reason for being is to destroy the person he sees as who's destroyed his future. Um, and you see that through throughout the Clone Wars, and then you see in Rebels as well. And but, but I also think something that I said when it when it happened on on Twin Sons, um, I felt that. Darth Maul went into that final battle to die I don't think he felt he could beat Obi-Wan because mm. he's never has done previously and when you see his attack on Obi-Wan it is the massive flamboyant boisterous nature of Maul but with no defence whatsoever he leaves himself completely mm. open to a fairly simple strike from Obi-Wan mm. he went there to die Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Him. Like
1: he—he he is this lurking presence. They do the same, roughly the same build-up every time. Yeah. So you get the cloak reveal.
0: You know, I'd—I'd I'd, I'd argue that ultimately, it's not the Skywalker saga. It's not the Palpatine saga. It's the Darth Maul <laughs> <Hulk> saga.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, as you like so, to say, Alex from a certain point of view
0: episode 1 he's in the clone wars he's in rebels he's in solo and the only reason why he's not in the in the, in the original trilogy is cuz obi-wan yes. killed him you know but is he really dead who knows maybe he'll come back could you imagine that star wars i can't episode, yes. episode 10 <laughs> return of darth Maul. ray parky for listening let's make it happen please no
1: um He's Delorean. He'll show up. I. There'll be a dramatic scene of a hooded cloak <laughs> figure <laughs> with the dark saber, of battlefield. <laughs> well, oh, for God's sake, not him again!
0: In in all serious, though, um, I again I'm on with I with Dave. I, I disagree because the way it's been done, in let's take this just this the episode in particular, the way he is, the way he's involved with the pikes. If the pikes didn't answer to him, it would make no sense for the way that his position was left at the end of episode of season five with him working for Palpatine, running the, the the underworld, as it were. There was no correlation. There would have been no correlation. It would have been like, who's this other... If it was some random person. The only other thing they could have done is maybe make it of the Hutt. I don't know. But um, you've got the consistency... And then even even this kind of links into the solo movie to a certain extent because we know that the solo movie he's he's running Black Sun he's well, running the Pikes he's running the Mandalorians and I'm probably sure I've missed somebody else out. <laughs> but it's he's he's gaining all of this power, but ultimately he's only being allowed to do it because Palpatine's letting him do it. Mm. Yeah, maybe not initially. Nev- yeah.
2: And will never get back what he had originally. He will never become Sidious's apprentice. Apprentice again.
0: He's he's not even Darth Maul anymore. In in no. this point in time, in Solo and in, in Rebels, he is just Maul.
1: Maul. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how he introduces himself in Rebels as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah that's right. I don't know. I just feel like I've seen enough of him now.
2: But I just, I just oh oh. Ali. You've got
0: you've got three episodes oh. on the way that are circled around
1: him. <laughs> yeah Yeah, and this should be about Anakin and it should be about Obi Wan and it should be well, about it's ah, Ahsoka's story. i tell you it should be, it should it's be a about story. how that ends. It shouldn't be adding we this have that tangent. End. We know how that ends. I don't know how they yeah, got there. A bit bad. Oh, I can't oh, I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see the next episode. Well if... I, <laughs> if
2: like a, you say like we know Ahsoka escapes more. Well, I know, I was going to say that. That's the strange thing for me. Um, because we already know that every every one of these main characters, Bo-Katan, um, Ahsoka, Rex, yeah. and Ball all survive what they're going through now.
1: And we know who the winners and losers are. Do we know if Bo-Katan survives? Doesn't she yeah, become in that's... charge of the Mandalorians?
2: She's in Rebels.
1: She's She's the...
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because she has the dark saber. Yeah,
1: I'm getting my
0: I'm getting my timelines mixed up. Because obviously we know in Mandalorian the moth Gideon oh. has got the dark saber.
2: Yeah. But he must get that from Bo Katan.
0: But he must get it from Bo Katan, but I'm thinking maybe he'll get it for at the end of this, but it's not, it has to be done after Rebels. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, so many pieces of the jigsaw that need to get plugged together.
1: We literally sound like comic book guy from The Simpsons with this episode. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> according to the comic.
0: <laughs> mate, I should have realised that was Son of Duff because I've read that comic. That's a bit of a, uh, yeah, oh, can't really call have. it. We're all no, it. I know. I'm more like Captain Sweatpants from the Big Bang Theory, rather than a... Uh...
2: Well, I'm, I'm going to jump back again now. Be- Wait, yeah. <laughs> the one one part of you know the 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 Bad Batch arc, arc, the four episodes it was Admiral Trench was the tarantula looking bloke um, the separatist Admiral and the one thing I really loved about the end of that episode was the fact that Anakin kills him and the way that Anakin kills him Because Anakin has his lightsaber to him. And Trench immediately goes, you're a Jedi. I am safe. You're not going to do anything.
3: Mm.
1: And
2: Anakin goes, well, I'm not like other Jedi. Yes. That's my boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So you see the darkness there.
1: Yeah. I just love Anakin. That's probably my problem. I just want to see more of him. that character.
2: But but thing, we've already decided this isn't Anakin's story. This it is, is Anakin's story. story. It's Darth Ani- Maul's story. It. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that I'm the thing that I'm struggling with to a certain extent, and this goes back to the latest episode. So we know that again, I uh, oh, we're getting into it anyway, sort of, Um <laughs> you've got Anakin <laughs> Anakin and Ahsoka, and you know, they they get reconnected. There's this whole plan to go to Mandalore to help Bo Katan. And there's the point where Anakin has got a box that has got Ahsoka's lightsabers in. He jokes about how he might have made them a little bit better. Um, He wishes her good luck. There's a genuine affection between the two of them as good friends. And in literally a matter of, I'm gonna say just days. He goes from that to killing younglings. Mm. And now I know he's troubled mm. for want of a better word. There are obviously things that are going off with Palpatine and his influence, um, and there's his distrust in the Jedi Order. And this this uh, Ahsoka getting kicked out was clearly the st- the start, start of that the start yeah. of that distrust. And I get that. But how he goes from that to killing younglings within a couple of days it could be less than a couple of days i don't know but th- that's what i'm it's it's, it's
1: the exact same it's, it's, it's problem it's... alex you're absolutely yeah like like it's not being filled in properly because they've not done enough episodes yeah,
2: yeah. it gets escalated too quickly he, he and, goes from yeah quite affable bloke to cold-blooded murderer
1: yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right, Alex. They're focusing on bit-part characters like Maul rather than the central storyline. You're absolutely right. <laughs> now, you know that's not why I say. Please do not put words in my mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <Mister> Contrary, boom! <laughs> no, it, it, is, it is a strange thing because I think, to your point, that episode in particular, and you alluded to it earlier on, where... Anakin's facing off against the tactical droids, and um, he's walking into them, and basically just he's dodging, you know, he's dodging the laser uh, lasers, oh, so, the uh, yeah. the blaster bolts that are coming. Oh, that's at
2: him. the very beginning of um this. this yeah, the, the, the most recent one.
3: one. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And, and fair—that's exactly what Kanan did in the very first yeah, episode of Rebels. of Rebels. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No, I agree, and I think that's the thing. You've got this amazing story arc um but again he's not like your normal jedi because he puts his hand up and he says i surrender but then he doesn't so he's not a very honorable man in that respect either but that's a different conversation um, but then obi-wan
2: did that Obi yeah. did that in the original clone war cartoon movie, movie. he did indeed because he sat down with the general to discuss he, terms he even in his buying time he did yes Yes, he was doing it just to buy time, which was yeah. exactly what Obi, Anakin did. If anything, he's shown that Anakin has, has matured enough to, to become what his master was.
0: As Darth Vader says to Obi-Wan be in the New Hope, now yeah. I have become the master. Mm-hmm. Clearly he did it a bit earlier than that, but
1: anyway. Um... Incorrect.
0: <laughs> so, we really have gone round the houses uh today yeah bloody enjoyed the conversation though it's been good (laughs) it's been crazy but i loved it and (laughs) And this is what the clone wars does
1: yeah (laughs) can can i ask you just because it's i do have a question for you both (laughs) which isn't actually star wars related but is star wars related okay have have either of you watched any of the indiana jones films recently
2: Yes. William got them as a box set for Christmas.
1: Perfect, Dave. Perfect. Maybe this will be at you then. And you watched them, right? Mm -hmm. And did you see all the humongous flaws and character plot holes and everything in it? No. Okay. So I did, but I still just went with it and I realised that I don't do that with Star Wars anymore and I need to do that sometimes. You know, the sort of forensic... I mean, we don't know at all, but we're going to go for a forensic approach that we have. But you know how sometimes we could sound a bit negative on things because we're really thinking about it and how it goes in continuity? It's when Alex said on the podcast months ago, sometimes you just got to go with it. And, and I noticed when I watched another Lucasfilm production, Indiana Jones, I could do it, but I can't do it with Star Wars. <laughs> Is that because
0: you're slightly more emotionally invested in Star Wars than Indiana Jones? And that's the thing.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, mm. it means that I enjoy the Indiana Jones films in a way that I can't, for example, with the new Star Wars films, because I can't forgive the problems with them. Does mm. that make sense? It, no, I, yeah, no, I, I totally get But uh, And I just wonder if you guys have found that as well, if you just step back and think about it. Like There's probably some films out there which you know are a bit odd and uh, it, it doesn't make 100% sense. But let you me, let, right, oh, that's a good film. Let me fire it back at you. Have you seen the Crystal Skull? Yeah, I saw it. I enjoyed it a lot more a couple of days when it first came out. It's a terrible film.
2: It's not great. It's
1: It's not not great, but I enjoyed it more on second viewing than I did first at cinema. Uh, But I think to your
0: point, though, it goes to the goes back to that Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Childhood it yeah
1: but and you don't want to see indiana jones survive a nuclear fallout by jumping in a lead lined refrigerator of course you do alex of course you want to see that <laughs> i'd rather see a man pull out a man's heart <laughs> i mean that's tremendous as well
2: but, yeah. <laughs> but well, like, i don't know i do out pitch, the back of like, the coat cut, of, but... in a raft was fairly impressive
1: Maybe eating monkey brains, you know. But we'd literally be like, ah, yes, but in episode four, of course, he said he didn't like monkey brains.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Do you know I, what I mean? I, no, I, I, I'm with yeah. Alex on this one. I think it is a case of those movies take you back to when you first watched them. And so you don't overanalyze them because it it. Ta- it takes you back to a time in your life when you didn't analyze movies and i think the original star wars movies and and i might as well include the prequels in that because we were all i was older than either of you two but i was still yeah. relatively young when they came out 40? and so uh, <laughs>
1: you have to beep him alex
2: that's his first swear beep <laughs> so um i think um I think they take you back and in and, and your well for you Ali it's not that much work anyway your brain regresses <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is true being so much younger my cells are not dying at the rate of
2: uh, it. Yeah. so so, you, so you, you you go back to a time when you actually enjoyed it and, and it takes you it's a good feeling movie from your childhood mm. and I think that's why we don't overanalyze them Whereas we're now, do you go back and overanalyze the Clone Wars, the original Clone Wars cartoons that you saw 10 years ago? No.
1: Do you, no. Do you, mean, in, do you mean in this series?
2: No. Or, um, mean, or the yes, other yes, yes, versions? Yes, yes yeah. the 2000, let's say 2008. I don't, I, I, I yeah. remember the first Clone Wars um, movie. It's not brilliant, but I don't mm-hmm. analyze it. I jump on the bus and enjoy the journey.
1: No, I, I don't. You see, at the moment, I'm watching Rebels, and so I'm watching most episodes for the second time ever, and I'm, like, making all these connections that I wouldn't have done when I first saw them.
2: I might be making connections, but I'm not. It doesn't... I don't see flaws in it, if that makes sense.
0: I mean, this is... It's crazy, because when you think of... When you show uh, the original trilogy to William, right, he... And let's be honest, he was brutal in his opinion it that it wasn't very... Not that it wasn't very good, but because the, the CGI was was poor in his opinion, because yeah. it wasn't as advanced as even the prequel trilogy, let and the sequel trilogy. He didn't enjoy it as much, for want no. of a better word. Yet, drop him in front of the sequel trilogy, and he enjoyed it more because of the fact that the, the, yes. the CGI was better, the sound quality, whatever. But again, I think it goes back to when you see a movie... To your point dave in a particular moment in time so like take the matrix i love the matrix it is genuinely yeah. one of my favorite films ever it's, it's better than dare i say it, it's better than some star wars films right well how quite a few of them but yeah but then two and three are very meh yeah this yes. they they're, they're, they're They're a decent film, but they are nowhere near as good as the first one, because the first one was such an absolute mental, mind-blowing movie. Yeah. Story, theatrics, cinematography, special effects. That advanced the movie industry, not as much as Star Wars it, because George Lucas was doing loads more, but ultimately like that 360 camera view, things like that. Mm. That impacted cinema almost as much. But for me, that that's kind of like a peak film. Yeah, mm. you then see the the second film and the third film, but you critique it because it's not as good as the first one.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, another another story that's similar to that, a similar time as well. Um, the Blade. Blade is a great film. It is, but Blade the second, one. yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two is better than three, yes. 3 is weird um, yeah. but I thoroughly yeah, so Blade was one of the most hilarious cinema experiences of my life it shouldn't have been I, love I went to the cinema with 20 of my mates to see the same film because we all love Wesley Snipes all like, mm-hmm. all like, all like the concept of, of the movie I'd, yeah. I'd known about Blade because of the comic books but some of my friends hadn't but it was mind blowing awesome. um, the? but again it's the second and the third film. And dare I say it, everything else that's now coming out, I mean, they're rebooting it. So let's see where that goes. But with relating that to Star Wars, I, I, I just went with the first one because it was so enjoyable. But then I did start critiquing the second and the third, cause, mainly because it wasn't as good as the first. But I don't, when I go back and watch, I don't watch Blade 2 II and 3 anymore because I didn't enjoy it. So I don't watch them anymore. I just watch Blade 1 because I know I'm going to enjoy it. Yes. Whereas with Indiana Jones, which is obviously where this whole thing started from, I will watch Temple of Doom. I will watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. I will watch The, the Last, um, Crusade. Last, the Last Crusade. Crusade. I love The Last Crusade. Mm. Great film. But in no way am I watching The Crystal Skull again.
1: No. no. <laughs> yeah. Remember George Lucas wrote it. Oh, that's the other thing we need to t- talk about sorry on tangent point what we are seeing right now is the last george lucas star wars and that's important to remember because obviously these episodes were written before disney took it over yeah okay. so yeah. It, it is it is the last george lucas star wars
0: unless so have- you believe the rumors that he's involved in some other
1: stuff but I mean, there's so many rumors going around right now, Alex. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Yeah. But, like, we do know for sure that this is his final bit in something that he wrote from the start.
0: Yeah.
1: And that means something to me. And I think it means something to quite a lot of people. Because I, I I didn't come up with the idea. I saw it on Twitter the day, I think, last Friday when it came out, that it was the last one. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. And it was someone from Lucasfilm who put it out. Uh, yeah. I try not to think about it, otherwise I'll probably start crying,
2: but... Um, but that's, that's just maybe,
1: me <laughs> you know even just just the general
2: and, and that yeah. might go back to, yeah. to your original comments Alex about the fact that this feels like Star Wars more so than the Mandalorian does
0: yeah yeah good point
2: but then I would also oh say... I like
0: that yes it is that's exactly where I was
2: going yeah <laughs> um, but that's I sorry. also didn't
1: mean I... to get you there but that's alright
2: yeah I'm used to carrying him anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: i can't think of a witty retort because i'm knackered but yeah
2: okay (laughs) i'll I'll let you have that one thank you (laughs) um but also i think a massive part of the clone wars is the music
1: yes Mm.
2: and it feels like original star wars music again unlike the mandalorian which i commented on at the time it's mm. good music i don't dislike the music yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not star wars music
0: i mean even to the point of the the, the opening of the latest episode where oh, it's a day there it's in the red. star <laughs> it's the star oh. wars theme yes in the red and yes. when it started i thought am i watching the wrong thing because when it was the actual star wars music i'm like wait hold on this yeah. isn't the Clone Wars. This is proper Star, like this is cinematic yeah. Star Wars music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a it's a theme, you know. To your point, Ali, to a certain extent, whenever Maul's in it, the colour of the Clone Wars goes red. Yeah.
1: So, cool. so two things on that as well, though. So the Lucas film at the beginning, the type and yeah. the green. Yeah. Uh, so I know that that's the original Star Wars, but that's the first time I've seen it. Yep. So I know that, but like they saw that in the cinema. I've I've never seen that until that episode, like that on something, you know, because even by the time I was getting VHSs, it was the different Lucas film with the kind of shimmer to it. So I've never seen that, and like, and so many people mm. were commenting on that, and I thought that was huge. And listening to like other people talk about this, and um, Paul Bateman is someone Alex and I really enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. He says that isn't it? the music is the oxygen of star wars i think that's <laughs> his quote on it yeah yeah i've nicked it a couple of times and, yeah, um, and and it's i think that's absolutely true and and as you were saying dave the music is height not hype, heightened heightened that's what it's heightened in the latest episode to such a degree that it feels like i'm watching the star wars that i really engaged with and loved which which yeah I don't know. Even though John Williams did the most recent films, it wasn't quite there.
2: Oh, no. Well, I I felt it was. But because it still had the same base, if that makes sense, The the music was built upon the original. Even when you look at Rogue One and you look at Solo and they've used different composers, but they've still worked on the base of John Williams.
1: But and like if you think I, the music I mean, is the first order compared to the Imperial March. Yeah. Layer's Le- theme compared to Ray's theme. Nope. Mm. I I do like Ray's theme I'm theme, I'm not gonna lie,
0: actually. Um, I'm, I'm but not, no, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you I'll take your point. But, just I, mean, al- not- good. I mean ultimately the music is still the best part about The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> I know that doesn't say much, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but it is. Um uh, cinematography. And uh, well, see again this is where me and dave differ a tiny bit where he's obviously about the visuals being the artist and i'm always I'm, nine times out of ten i'm always about the music
2: but right um ah but i said recently was i'm trying to think where i said this on actually or where you is didn't moonlighting on other podcasts i was but gonna say it has to be on our show dave surely i, th- uh... I think it was on a tweet actually all oh, right for me, for me there are three parts to star wars and, and and this is, well, there are three parts that made Star Wars a success. And I think the first, the first part of it was George Lucas's visionary idea of the story yeah. and this, his, his ability to create from nothing. Well, okay, from Larry Buster Crab, 1940s, from <laughs> loads of other places. But to be able to build an entire universe from his mind and, and, conceptualize it and and allow other people to buy into it that's that that was the first part the second part was ralph Macquarie for me because so much of what we see even today so much of what we're still seeing in star wars lends itself back to ralph Macquarie's original concept sketches whether that is what chopper looks like whether it's what um um the gates on Jakku looked like a lot of it still stems back to Ralph Macquarie's visual ability to to take George Lucas's ideas and create concept ideas and, and what it could look like if it was rendered into a real world. And the third part is John Williams. Those three things together. Mm. Yep built star wars for me yeah the holy trinity
1: yeah well we've gone a long way from the clone wars here haven't we
2: (laughs) but that but taking us back to the clone wars you've got two of the holy trinity in this
3: Mm.
2: you've got john williams it may not be john williams doing the music but it's inspired by the john williams soundtracks and it's george lucas
1: yep yeah which is why I can't wait for tomorrow morning, Dave. I
2: oh, know, well,
0: and I'm on Morris, so that... I'll be watching it. There you go. And on that bombshell, um, I think that might be a good time to wrap up. I think so. So, guys, what are your thoughts on season seven of The Clone Wars? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no. Um, yes, that has been a hour and forty-minute conversation. Roughly about the Clone Wars, roughly about everything else that makes up Star Wars this whole entirety. Um, But hopefully, listeners, you are still with us, first and foremost. But second of all, um, you're enjoying what you are hearing. And I'm going to offer some final thoughts of my colleagues, Dave. Final thoughts from yourself, mate.
2: um, um. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to what the next three episodes are going to do. Because we know that all the main protagonists survive. But we don't know where this goes. And I'm the foggiest of how this story is going to evolve. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Really looking forward to it.
0: Mr. Contrary, final thoughts from yourself, mate.
1: Okay, so we knew that the final season of this, the Clone Wars, was going to lead us right up to episode three, Mm -hmm. Revenge of Sith, what I think we didn't know was that it was literally going to interact with it in the way that it is, and to the degree that it is. Um, Like, for example, I think the start that we got in the last episode happened, the the time period we're in, I expect Mm -hmm. to be much further on in the arc than right at the beginning. So I'm really, really excited because, as you know, Revenge of Sith is my favourite film, And so to go back to that and today's point about time in life and whatever, you know, it for me it's my special film. And so to be in that thing and see it done to such a high quality and such a brilliant it's almost like watching a cinematic release is just amazing and I am loving that. I can, get, I can I can, leave or take the Ahsoka thing, which is a bit disappointing because I'd like to see more from her character. I love the Bad Batch arc. And I think overall, when this is all done and we go back and watch it, I'll probably enjoy it all a bit more and really treasure the fact that it happened. But at the moment, I just cannot be more excited for tomorrow morning and switching on that episode and just going through the best bits of, of the saga for me. Yeah. Final thoughts from me. Yeah.
0: It's good to have Clone Wars back. Um really enjoying it. I think Dave you hit an owl on the head and Ali you have as well. The Bad Batch arc was a great start. The Ahsoka arc was fair to middling, for want of a better word. Um and the, the, the final arc has kicked off in, in, in superb fashion. Um I didn't expect it to literally be the scene before. Obi-Wan and Anakin rescue the Chancellor. Didn't expect that whatsoever. Um, does take me back to the Gendi Tarkovsky Clone Wars because there's an episode that literally covers what happens there. So that's going to be interesting to see if that influences it or not because we know that the Gendi series isn't canon anymore, uh, well. which is a shame. But um, I'm, yeah, to, to the same as you guys, really looking forward to tomorrow, looking forward to May the 4th when it's the final episode. Um, and yeah, bring, bring it on. So with that being said, we are the Jedi Council. Uh, we are here to discuss, as you've heard, everything and anything about Star Wars. If you want to find our back catalogue please go to our website, www.the-jedi-council.com. We have a section on there about podcasts that has got every single episode in the past linked through to where we host all of our podcasts, which is on SoundCloud. So again, if you go to SoundCloud and you type in the Jedi Council, you will find us. You can also find our back catalogue on Spotify, iOS uh, podcast app, on Podbean, on player.fm, on google play podcasts and everything so we are available on a huge amount of podcast um hosting apps for any device that you can possibly think of we are on twitter we are at the jedi hyphen no the jedi underscore council um on twitter on instagram you can find us we are at the jedi underscore council underscore tjc we are on facebook you can find us at the jedi council tjc We are now on YouTube. If you do not know, go to YouTube. Have a little look. The Jedi Council. uh, We've got a few videos up there of Dave doing some great reviews, Ali and I from our time on Galaxy's Edge as well. Um, And most recently, a snippet uh, that preluded to the podcast of the review of the Rise of Skywalker novel uh, that we recently did for you. So go to YouTube, like, subscribe, turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any more videos that are coming soon. Um, And with that, may the Force be with you.